Cheers. Cheers. Hi there. Welcome to Hops and Elbow Drops. Hi. Um, so this week on the podcast, it's Sean here, by the way. Um, a little excited. We had a very exciting match we just watched. So oh, yeah. I just yeah. wanted to get right to it. But yeah. Sean here, the craft beer expert. Alex here, the wrestling expert. We're back, baby. Season two, starting strong. About <laughs> as strong as you can possibly start. After taking Both. a while off. Yeah, well, just, you know, you got to take a break between season one and season two. We ended on a high note with uh, the Broken Hardies. We're starting off season two strong, baby, with possibly the greatest wrestling match of all time, according Says to Dave. one David Meltzer. I never heard of him before. No, he's new news to my ear holes. Yeah. Anyways, um, so, yeah. So, the I guess you want to introduce the match because sure. that's important for understanding that the beer is. Yeah. So. January 4th, uh, Wrestle Kingdom. 11, New Japan Pro Wrestling's biggest show of the year just happened. It was main evented by Kazuchika Okada versus Kenny Omega. And these two guys are two of the absolute best wrestlers in the world. And they put on a stone cold classic, 47 minutes long. Um, And it is like, I mean, Dave's been around forever. He says it's one of the best matches ever. It's one of the best matches I've ever seen. And that's honestly going to be the main focus of our entire show today. Um, before we get into a little bit of yeah. background about New Japan, we'll just talk about these beers we're drinking today. Yeah, so we uh, went with, uh, just by coincidence, both of them just happened to be with Bose. I think it's mainly based on um, the advertising that goes along with the beers uh, for this episode. We don't, we didn't really focus on the styles um, in that sense. But the two beers that we do have are the 80 shilling uh, from uh, Bose Farm to Table series and um, also which is a Scottish style ale um, 80 shilling nice multi-characteristic pretty clear a lot clearer than I thought it was going to be uh, pretty tasty uh, and then as well we got the Golden Vox which is a rye lo- a lo- yeah, I believe it is a sorry a rye pale lagered ale so it yeah, I haven't actually had a chance to try that one yet. Alex is working on it. We're going to both kind of try a little bit along the way. Um, but uh, if you buy this beer, you'll see uh, it's actually a collaboration with Chaos, the popular Canadian musician. Um, if you got any crabs in your buckets, he will be willing to deal with that for you. Um, but the beer itself, I don't believe any crab was used in the beer. Um, but it has a great picture of a fox, which if you compare... If you look it up online, the the art for uh, the Golden Vox by Bose, you will see a very similar styled fox to Kenny Omega. Yeah, he's dressed a lot like Kenny Omega with the shades and a leather jacket. Yeah, yeah. looking good. Yeah, it's looking good. So and uh, the forty shillings was picked, of course, shillings. because oh, 80, excuse me, eighty, 80 shillings, shillings. Was yeah, because he's of course making uh, it rain. Kenny Omega is no, the rain. No, no, no sorry, Kazuchika Okada is the rainmaker. He makes it rain, baby. His entrance is yeah. um, it, as he enters the ri- the ring. Um, do- Okada bucks, uh, yeah. dollar bills with his face on them, rain from the sky. Yeah, and in, in New Japan, this like, you see the currency is is uh, equivalent to um, say a hundred dollars. No, I would say maybe like a five dollars would be an Okada buck because there's a lot of that out there. It's true, yeah. But um, your small change comes in young bucks. I didn't even think of that. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. So, um, I guess briefly just talk about, like, New Japan, obviously, is the biggest... It's the biggest wrestling promotion, I think, outside of WWE. 
I mean, it's not as big in the United States as, say, TNA is, but, like, it's the only major... Or it's, it's the biggest wrestling promotion in Japan, and I think it's... Um, with its its fan base in the United States and Japan combined, it's probably the second biggest promotion in the world. Um, they do things a little bit more old school. They they care a lot more about presenting it like a sport than WWE does. There's a lot less uh, promos, a lot less silliness. They take things pretty seriously, and they they are very old fashioned. They put a very very high um, value on match quality. Not to say that WWE doesn't have good matches often, but because uh, they do, they have lots of good matches. But um, their philosophy is WWE is a lot more based around, I would say, um, uh, kind of gimmicky storytelling, things like that, uh, and and um, just kind of like flashy, showboaty sort of stuff. Whereas New Japan is very um, concerned about just making the best wrestling. I think it's fair to say. Um, and so, yeah, so this was the main event of their biggest show of the year. The two characters you have, um, Kazuchika Okada is, like, basically at this point the John Cena of their promotion. Um, he, yeah, I mean, he's he's main evented the last, uh, I want to say three uh, Wrestle Kingdoms um, last tr- year. Yeah, if he's the true uh, Japanese, uh, New Japan version of John Cena, then, like, if he ever came to the uh, WWE would his uh, would his entrance music have to be like some sort of like you know Japanese like really like stereotypical Asian version of so that's bad like saying stereotypical like what they, I would they say already like, but they already gave that to Shinsuke Nakamura the no, kind of stereotypical Asian no but I'm <laughs> saying like with do 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 but it'd be like like you have to have like some like you mix I mean if you came to WWE in the like I feel like the WWE would be all over that I think they would have they're not as bad as they used to be I think it would actually would be like do 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 fuck sorry anyways yeah 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 so Vince great guy fuck Vince McMahon god Kazuchika Okada four time I I GWP IWGP um, champion um, and that belt like New Japan does very infrequent title changes so it's a big deal that he's a four time champion he's been champion for most of the last few years I would say um, so he's a big deal he last year he successfully defended his title against Tanahashi who was he was the John Cena of New Japan before him he was the, the face of the company the solo face of the company for a long time when the company was in a bad spot Okada was the new hot face. They feuded a bunch of times. Okada could beat him, but never at the big show. And so last year, a year ago, at the Tokyo Dome Wrestle Kingdom show, Okada finally defeated Tanahashi, the biggest show of the year, and cemented himself as really the the face of the company, the guy. Like, uh, sorry, the guy. Does that remind you of anyone? Oh, no, you're just talking <laughs> about the biggest show around. Oh, uh, Yeah, I know who the guy is because also you can doing it, doing it, doing it, doing. Anyway, um, enough W, no no more WWE references except to say that this is only the best match of all time until uh, 
the future best match of all time at WrestleMania this year, Big Show versus Shaq. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's going to happen. It's a real match confirmed for WrestleMania, guys. Get hype. Uh, anyway, yeah, so that's Kasuchika Okada. He is the reigning champ, face of the company, um, dominant champion. He lost a champion once this year, but got the title back within a month, and it was because of shenanigans. So, yeah. Shenanigans. Oh, more run for shenanigans. Anyway. This, um, on this week's shenanigans, <laughs> this segment of the show, mm-hmm. brought to you by Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Hey, Farmer, what's the rest of that restaurant you like? <laughs> uh, the silly string. <laughs> Talking more shenanigans. <laughs> um, on the other hand, so you, and it's the opponent, the challenger. You have Kenny Omega, leader of Bullet Club, the the biggest heel stable in New Japan, most popular. Um, most popular group of New Japan in the West. That is because it's made up mostly of foreigners for the most part. Um, a lot of Americans. Kenny Omega, the leader, is Canadian. Former leaders of Bullet Club have included AJ Styles, who's probably been mentioned on this show once or twice before. Uh, Finn Balor, who, or then known as Prince Debit, um, who's you know a big deal. He's a, he's hurt right now, but he'll be coming back at WrestleMania, the first ever WWE Universal Champion. Um, yeah, so it's a big W leader, leader of Bullet Club, and he had a lot to prove because um, he got he got the position as the leader after AJ Styles left to go to WWE, um, and AJ Styles at the time was considered to be the best wrestler in the world, so it's big shoes to fill, and as you can see from the fact that we're talking about this match, he did a damn good job. So we just watched the match. Um, yes, we did. Yeah, do you want to give some of your your thoughts on the match, Sean? It's okay. <laughs> you know, if Dave's listening, I, I mean, yeah, it's alright. Just kidding. No, it was a wonderful match. It has a really good. I think the match overall has a good flow to it. Um, the start, it's a long match, so they're obviously going to pace themselves there. But you're getting good, just back and forth between Okada and Omega. Uh, slow at first, kind of hinting at things along the way. Tables get pulled out, but don't really get used at the moment. And um, So at the start, it, it's like, okay, you, you hear all the hype about the match. You start watching, and you're like, okay, well, where's all this hype for? It's like, and then you realize, okay, well, they're building up to something. And then about, like, three quarters, a little less than that through, you just show up, and then, like, it, things just start getting a little bit. There's There's a lot of... A lot of really uh, continuous big moves that have happened. Big, uh, what am I thinking the word I'm looking for? Uh, big spots. spots. Big yeah, spots. a lot of big spots. Yeah. I think like, the, first, the first big spot is um, Kenny's uh, springboard backflip off the ropes, I think, to the to outside the ring. To yeah. outside, over the barricade, actually, to hit Okada. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> That was insane. Yeah, that's a, that's. I mean, that was the first of several crazy moves. That move, uh, that's Ko- Kota Ibushi's one of Kota Ibushi's move. Um, you might have seen him in the Cruiserweight Classic earlier this year. He's wrestling all over the place right now. Um, he was actually at Wrestle Kingdom this year, but shh, it's a secret. Don't let anybody know. He um, was this in the crowd. Spoilers, but he was the man underneath the mask for Tiger Mask, um, the new Tiger Mask, who's getting his own anime actually. Funnily enough, Kota Ibushi's cool. a big star. Uh, anyway, cool. yeah, and what's cool actually is that Kenny Omega's version of that move was better than the one Kota himself did earlier in the night. Well, I um, mean, 
It I mean, was, it was awesome, yeah. He he literally, it was springboard moonsault, right? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, off the top rope, rope. Over, like, a good, like, a good ten feet. Yeah. And then, and at the same time, over a barrier, pass, in a sense, like, on top of, basically... Yeah, basically out to the announce tables. But, like, over Omega enough that he landed or so Okada. his... Oh, sorry, I meant Okada... So he landed with his legs on Okada's back, basically. Yeah, which is really impressive because Okada sits, stands at like about six foot three. Yeah, he's a big boy for sure. And yeah, Omega must have had a lot of airtime. Yeah, that was a heck of a flip, and it just it just picked up from there. There was spot after spot. Like the next one is um, Okada's lying on the outside, and Omega grabs the table that was pulled out earlier and puts it on top of him. And runs along the apron and does a double foot stomp on top of the table, which is on top of Omega. Yeah, that's a look brutal good. looking spot. Yeah, and then like that table comes back into to, to haunt Omega a bit, right? Yeah, Omega. Yes, Omega pays the price for that table later in the match. Um, they tease Kenny Omega's finisher is called the One Winged Angel, and it is brutal looking. It's he gets him up for like a pile driver, so his head the he's holding their legs and their head is down by his by by Omega's legs. And what he does is he tucks their head under his leg and slams them down. And so he teased hitting his one wing angel from the apron onto a table on the outside, which would be like that's a that you could kill someone for real with that spot. That's incredibly dangerous. And so everyone was freaking out about that, but Omega gets out of it. Or Okada gets out of it, excuse me. Um, but then they have a couple exchanges, and then what happens next is even crazier, because Omega runs at Okada, and Okada th- catches him and throws him up into the air. So he flips backwards out of the ring and, and smashes through the table on the outside. He got so much air. He was way up there. He's probably in the air for like a full second like which is you think about how fast people fall especially when they're going fast like that that it's crazy really fast yeah and it and new japan's tables look like they hurt man like they're solid they're yeah well it's like a a piece of bar that goes okay like a very hard wood of some sorts along Mm -hmm. the edges and like one half like the table split but like part of the table did not break on that fall yeah no for sure and it, yeah, it just doesn't look right. It looks like they're just using a table from the outside with the, with the ones they use for the announcers. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's not like the WWE's ones that are like pretty flimsy looking things. This looks yeah. like an actual table you would use. Yeah, and so um, yeah, before we get into further, uh, I'm just gonna mention some stuff about the Golden Box. Go for it. Yeah, so um, just for anyone who's out there thinking about buying some of this, it's a pretty tasty beer. You're gonna a little bit more harshness than I was expecting from it. Um, but uh, from getting a very clear, approachable beer, not like the table that they went through. Yeah, <laughs> um, nice like citrusy, not super citrusy, like f- hop fruitiness. Can't exactly place the exact nature of like the flavor that coming through it, but you're gonna get like hop fruitiness, maybe a little bit of citri- citri- citrusy flavors, and a little bit of uh, bitter backbone. Um, Super approachable beer if you're just getting into pale ales and whatnot. So, anyways, on with the match. Absolutely. Um, and, like, we should say, we're outlining these big spots. And in between, they're peppered with, like, all sorts of great moves. Like, there were mm-hmm. really good suplexes, constant, like, leaping drop kicks, like, all kinds of air. These guys are six. 
like Kenny Omega six six at one, Okada six foot three. Every time both these guys do a drop kick, like they're they're getting like parallel, like to the ring floor, feet at height, head height, and it's like that's a that's a crazy athletic move. If this was on a peppered scale of how amazing, like if you're going to see something so peppered, I would say it's about as peppered as Pierce Brosnan's facial hair. <laughs> Just so well done. So more than just a touch of gray, you're saying? Just more than a touch of gray, but there's just enough of it. So on the scale of, of uh, peppered beards, you rate it daddy, then? <laughs> no, no, no. Because no. Um, Pierce Brosnan is, Pierce Brosnan. is not just daddy. He's kind of like... Granddaddy? Groovy granddaddy. <laughs> but uh, not in like the, the hippie sense. More like he's... Anyways, uh, you don't you don't need to get into Pierce Brosnan's beard, but I would say everyone can just imagine um, if it was a no. If the moves were just a little dirtier, we would be focusing on his chest hair. But it's true, his beard. If he yeah, just anytime that he has a beard. Um. um anyways, that's how well peppered this. Uh, this true. Uh, Correct. Yeah, bypassing a well peppered peppercorn steak. For Pierce Brosnan's peppered beard. You know what's spicy? All of those knees to the face Kenny Omega kept giving. Like, this was a this was a rough match. And towards, we're talking about the start and talk about the last, like, 10, 15 minutes just right now. Yeah. Like, they've been going for, like, over half an hour at this point. The beauty of, yeah, the beauty of Kenny Omega's performances, it seems, are he can, like, turn it on really quickly. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then, like, act like he's out of, just, like, dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, both these guys are selling really hard. Like, they're, like, you know, have barely... Like they, I think both do a spot where they try to lift. I know Omega for sure did a spot where he tried to lift Okada up to sit him on the top rope to hit him with the move, and he just he couldn't do it. He his back and his legs were just so hurt he couldn't yeah. lift him up just to that top rope. And like spots like that, I think especially in a match of this length, are so just so effective because it really demonstrates exactly how much these guys have put out there on the line. Yeah. And the fact that they're still willing to keep going after that point. They're also um, probably probably exhausted as oh, performers. Oh, yeah, as too. performers, yeah. Like, I think this is know. something also important to... I was thinking about that during this mm-hmm. match. Is like, because, yeah, they spaced it really well, but also near the end. Like, they weren't going for just a short period of time with all these big spots. It was like, no, they were, they, they were a good, like, three... A third of the match with yeah. these continuous, like, major spots. And, like, these guys have to be in incredible shape. For sure, and like, it's something to like just be amazed by. Like, holy crap, you guys are just doing this. Yeah, like it's it's one another. thing to be like just muscle bound, which both these guys are yeah. ripped as hell. It's another thing to have the cardio to yeah. go in the ring for that length of time. Like, it's yeah, very there's impressive. certain certain wrestlers out there I don't think could probably do that. And the one thing for sure is that they left the most dangerous spot, in my opinion, for last, which is the last. The last big spot in terms of spectacle, like there were big emotional spots, I think, a little yeah. later in the match. But the last big spot in terms of spectacle, they did um, a dragon suplex off the top rope, which yeah. is a bit hard to explain if you don't know what it is. But um, basically, you are you're both on the top rope. You're standing behind the guy you're doing the move on. You put your arms underneath his arms. And you just basically jump backwards so that he lands on, and you're pulling him over your head so he lands on his head and shoulders. And, like, that is, it looks brutal, and it, it is brutal. Like, like lots of, this was a, 
this move was innovated in in more extreme Japanese wrestling in the 90s and like a lot of guys that did that move all the time like aren't here anymore or they're like so badly banged up that they're not moving around too much anymore like it's really dangerous and I mean Dave criticized um, them using that move because of how dangerous it was um, and so I don't, I don't know necessarily where I stand on that because I'm not an expert on that sort of thing but I can tell you it was scary and it looked amazing so, so I mean they did it that's the thing is that we can't like go back in time and like ask them not to do it so I think we just have to appreciate how it looked um, because they did do it for the sake of the fans right so when they move, do this move should this be the sound that comes along with it <laughs> yes honestly a hundred fucking percent actually it has to be more like like this oh I, wait wait <laughs> Damn, YouTube actually has when, to have a when bits go wrong. We've been playing a lot of Overwatch lately, folks. <laughs> is, this, is this a remix version? It's in Russian. Though. Oh Jesus! All right, all right, we're good, we're good. Um, but imagine that as a suplex happened. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Anyways. So let's go a little bit into the storytelling of this match in that only two people who have ever kicked out of Okada's finisher, which is called the Rainmaker. It's a brutal-looking uh, lariat clothesline where the person just basically just gets hit so hard in the neck that they flip over. Um, they do a flippity-flip. They do a flippity-flip. And so only two, other pe- only two people have ever kicked out of this move. And Okada, or excuse me, Omega... Um, he kicks out of it once, and even though he loses the match, it takes four total to finish him off, which is insane. Because in New Japan, like in in WWE, it's kind of normal for people to kick out of people's finishers. It happens like every match, any any important match, it's guaranteed pretty much for both people. But in New Japan, like that's really avoided. Finishers are very protected over there. So for this to happen, really shows how much they want to make Kenny Omega look good even though he lost. And on the same note, Kenny Omega's finisher, the one-winged angel, because we were talking about how brutal it looks, what a good finisher it is, it's very protected as well. And he tries it a couple times, or like three or four times, I think, in the match, he gets close to hitting it, but he never hit it once. And so they seed that thought that like if only Kenny could have just hit that move, it would have been over. And that's that's brilliant storytelling, I think, in wrestling. It's true. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, Okada won the match. It was brilliant, beautiful. Um, for a while, it was all on YouTube and in its entirety. Um, I don't know. I think they may have taken it down by now, but seek it out if you can. If not, um, I, I highly recommend getting a subscription to New Japan Pro Wrestling World, njpwworld.com. Um, you have to use Google Translate to figure out it because it's all in Japanese, but it's not very expensive. I think it's well, like eleven dollars a month. Themselves. No, they don't, actually. It's really? very unapproachable for English fans. But um, if you're ready to go the extra mile, like, it's a heck of a database for, and just you get access to some of the best wrestling in history. Um, and you get access to this amazing match. Cool. So, yeah. So, just to, to wrap up, we got a few other things to talk about here. And that's just um, number one, there's a bit of a flurry because Dave Meltzer, who we talked about earlier on, gave this match six stars out of five, which yes, is. Dave unprecedented because nope. Dave's famous for for giving like a match everyone lost their minds over four and a half stars out of five or four and three quarter stars 
He gives like maybe one or two five star ratings a year, if that. Um, so the fact that he gave it six stars out of five uh, really speaks to how highly he feels about it. Yeah, it's the start of the year too. Well, yeah, a better match. Does Dave have to give it a seven? Out of five? Yeah, like it's. I think at this point, like we've already figured out what Dave's match of the year is. Like it's hard to top that. It's um, really early in the year, Dave. It's very rude of New Japan to like every year have the top match of the year at their show on January fourth. <laughs> That's true. Rude, DBH. To um, Dave, just to Dave. Well, I mean, like Dave. Dave doesn't care. Dave's very, uh, like you know, like. Like, oh, it doesn't really matter what time of the year. It's right. You know, like Dave would, Dave's always like that. Yeah, um, I guess so. Last time I talked to him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, our buddy Dave. <laughs> um, yeah, just the other thing I would mention is that immediately after this show, Kenny Omega said that he is taking an extended break from New Japan Pro Wrestling because, um, you know, he's so broken out about losing this match. He uh, really needs some time to find himself. Um, he's going to consider all his options. And so there's a few different ways this could be. And according to Dave, people in New Japan are 100% positive that Kenny Omega is staying with New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's staying with the company. A lot of people talked about how this is probably part of the storyline because New Japan loves to do redemption storylines where someone loses a big match, they lose a few big matches, and they don't know what to do, and they spend some time finding themselves, and they come back stronger than ever. Like, that's a very, that's a staple of New Japan. Yeah. But on top of that, they could be intentionally referencing. How last year, leader of Bullet Club AJ Styles put on one of the best matches of the year against Shinsuke Nakamura, and within three days, it was announced that both of them had signed contracts with uh, WWE. Who's that company? Um, there's some American thing. I've never really heard of them. Um, idiots. Yeah. So obviously, with with, the, with Kenny saying this, and he specifically said um, both on his Twitter account and in an interview with Rolling Stone magazine that. Nothing is off the table, and he would never want to say anyone is out of the question, especially with such a, a company as prestigious as WWE. So that's up in the air. Um, I'm inclined to think it's it's a work, that there, it's part of a storyline. But uh, Dave Meltzer even said that like he thinks it's probably part of a storyline. He's staying with New Japan, but his contract, he could have signed a new one, but his original contract ended on January 31st, So, which means he cannot be in the Royal Rumble, for those of you wondering. Um... It's possible that WWE um, said, you know, listen, keep your options open because we're going to make you an offer you can't refuse, which could happen. You know, like, if they wanted to, they got more money than anyone else. Yeah, so what are your thoughts? What you're saying here is Kenny has uh, showed up to a dark place. Mm-hmm. In, his, in his life. Yeah. And um, there's some smaller old man who probably is a lot stronger than what he seems. And he's saying to him, God, no, you can't refuse. I mean, I guess I did lead into that with the My Godfather reference. I for When you said, like, go to a dark place and there's a, a, a very small man who's much stronger than he seems, I thought you were making, like, an Empire Strikes Back reference, like, no. to Yoda. No. But, um, Anyways, no, basically, um, my take on this all is I don't think uh, just... It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. I... What, okay, if, One if thing, they, a piece of information I should add is that John Cena's uh, infamously cryptic Instagram posted in the last few days two pictures of Kenny Omega. 
Yeah, because he's trying to <laughs> fuck with everyone. Yeah, because John Cena don't give a fuck. No, because he's, <laughs> he's leaving the company. That was that was Dave's um, thing. Otherwise, we said, like, I mean, John Cena's his his quote more or less was John Cena's thing could mean something, but. Um, more than likely, uh, Cena is, you know, like just trying to get a bit of attention for himself off of the immense publicity of this match. Because I should make it clear, yeah. this match got the most attention that New Japan has ever gotten from Western audiences. They said more Western fans watched it live yeah. than had on the network than had ever done it before, and they've heard well, had a massive Japan, increase in subscribers both before the match because of the hype yeah. and since the match because of that hype. And isn't New Japan planning on expanding slightly in a sense? That's exactly correct. Um, the so, owner maybe is like a bit more cocky than he should be, but basically he said they want to go to war with WWE. They want to do some American expansion. They're going to have a couple matches of their the G1, which is a major tournament yeah. they do every year. They're going to do a couple. It's a major tournament that lasts for two weeks. The winner gets a match at Wrestle Kingdom. It's what Kenny Omega won this year. Um, and they said that they have planned to do at least, I think, two or three of the days of G1. And like usually at least one match from every day is like one of the best matches of the year. Um, two or three of the days of of G one are going to be in the U S. this year, which is the first well, time they've is, ever done. This that. is the one thing I would feel is like Kenny Omega has been with New Japan for how long now? Like uh, quite some he time. Left, yeah, he hand, left WWE's. Wow, uh, that's like ten years ago. Yeah, but still, mm-hmm. there's still some scars that show. Absolutely, up in there, absolutely. And he's obviously knows how the business works. He's one of the highest highest regarded wrestlers in the business and absolutely i could see kenny omega definitely getting enough money because he could probably wrestle in a few different like maybe going and going to ring of honor for a little bit absolutely having a little yeah. fun in ring of honor and because mm-hmm. he's not gonna be in new japan if he's taking some time off but he can totally hang out in oh ring i of think that the time off i don't think he's gonna be wrestling anywhere in the time off okay he well, um he made some comments further that was like he's like you know, I'm not necessarily leaving, but I don't feel any... This was like an in-character in answer. That's what I'm saying. He said, yeah. um, I feel no particular um, desire to wrestle pointless matches after wrestling that match and failing to win the title. Yeah. I, what I'm saying is, anyways, like, I can see Kenny Omega having other things to do in between. You know, there's lots of guys who are making enough money to say, I don't have much of a reason to go to WWE. Absolutely, yeah. And and the top like, guys in, in New Japan do make a, a decent amount of money. And also, like, you get paid from other... You can get paid from other... Yeah. New Kenny, Japan doesn't. Kenny doesn't wrestle that much in other... Because he has some visa issues with wrestling in the States. Apparently, like, when, when New Japan does their Ring of Honor tour, he only comes to the Canadian dates. Oh. Because, I mean, I'm sure he could get it cleared up if he really worked at it. He Presumably he will by Maybe next year's Maybe that's some, like, drug use or something like that? Uh, I don't remember exactly what it was. Uh, I don't think it's drug use because Japan's customs things are worse than the States yeah, on that stuff. Uh, there was a whole thing where uh, Matt Seidel, Ricochet's tag team partner, couldn't go back to Japan because he got caught with marijuana, apparently. Mm. Um, um, I think he made it back eventually, but it was a whole thing anyway. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, like, I just feel like from Omega's character, like, personal, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. he doesn't seem like the type of guy I just, like, I know the money's a thing, like, but he's going to be good. He's, you, you, like you said earlier, he's, like, not in the show, but just talking. He's uh, he's younger than 30. Yeah. He has time. He has uh, the ability to continue making more of a name for himself, raising that cap that the WWE could pay for him. Exactly. Especially as people are leaving. Um like once Cena's out of the picture, like, because he's going to be like it, it's he is. I mean, he already is basically wrestling like six months of the year for WWE. Yeah. Like he's so what I'm saying is anyway, he is literally big match John, and that he is only yeah. around for big matches. What what all I'm trying to get to is like, you know, 
he's gonna. I think Kenny Omega will stick around with New Japan for at least another year. Um, play off this uh, this kind of uh, uh, the this, hype. Uh, this hype, the yeah. Hype. But, but like, just like go through this like uh, this part of the show, part the of the heat, show yeah. of New Japan wrestling, New, New Japan mm-hmm. for wrestling, mm-hmm. and then go off and do his WWE stuff. Like in a year, like I mean, he probably I don't see he probably recognizes that WWE doesn't have too much for him at the moment. Absolutely, like, yeah. They have to push up. They have to push in Kenny Omega, uh, uh, Shinsuke. They have uh, um, AJ Styles happening right now. Yeah. They have Finn Balor coming back sometime soon. I'm guessing. Um, maybe for the Rumble. Is anyone? Is he going to be good for that? Um, well, um, they had a whole thing that like he might be able to do the Rumble, but he'd rather wait till WrestleMania to make sure he's fully healed first. Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking maybe like, what if they did that? Uh, have him come back for the Rumble. Yeah, they, they may. And then they make may. that, have him be involved with the WrestleMania. That's just because Finn Balor, he lost his title because of injuries. That's and true, all yeah. That stuff. Anyways. You do have to remember, though, that like, WWE soon is going to have a massive void to fill uh, after the Big Show retires after <laughs> WrestleMania 33. A literal. He's <laughs> a gigantic. Yeah, he said that his match with Shaq at WrestleMania will be his final match. No. In WWE. No. Yeah. And Kane's probably not going to be around too much longer. That's too, like. Just extremely large spaces <laughs> on the roster. That that's what they filled. got. Uh, that's Braun, what, yeah, they got Braun for that. Uh, Wait, just thinking about it. We have, we, we're, we're going to do a Royal Rumble. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Just like, just thinking about it, though. I keep on forgetting that Shaq was involved. In well, that the, was in the Battle Royal. Yeah, but still, yeah. he was involved. Maybe Shaq will be in the Royal Rumble. No, but they're supposed to fight at WrestleMania. He yeah. can still show up at the at the. If Big the Show, Big Show comes hey, out. Hey, oh shit! Hey, I've heard that it's impossible to, that big guys have a huge advantage in the Royal Rumble because how are you gonna ever throw them over the top rope? Shaq could win the Royal Rumble. No, wait, 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 wait. The Big Show comes out, and then Shaq comes out right after him, and like they create a thing. Like, like, like what's Shaq up to? He's just like on ESPN somewhere or something like that right now. I think he's on TNT talking about basketball. Yeah, he's talking about basketball somewhere. But, like, show up to... Yeah, I mean, the Royal Rumble's probably just me after a Spurs game or something anyway. He could just, like, hop over, you know? But, like, just, like, think about it. Like, Shaq comes in after the big show break comes into the, w, in, into the, into the Royal Rumble. Yeah. They do a spot where, like, everyone's knocked down. And it's just a big show, and Shaq shows up. And, like, the Shaq throws big show over the ropes. And then, instead of letting... So, like, instead of being thrown out himself, Shaq just, like, climbs over the rope and just... Follows and starts continuously <laughs> beating up. I love it so much. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed your preview of our um, yeah. our Royal Rumble preview episode uh, coming in a couple weeks, probably. Yeah. Yeah, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, we this is our first ever episode talking about New Japan. There will probably be more going forward because it is it, they are putting on some of the best wrestling in the world, and especially with um, WWE. You know, not always being the best. We want to diversify mm-hmm. um, the amount of the kinds of wrestling we're talking about. So, 
Um, I guess we should give a shout out to um, our brewery today, Bose. I mean, they've been on the on the podcast before. They're pretty um, great with their advertising. The beer is definitely very approachable. You're getting some very tasty stuff. Um, yeah, Lug Tread is available through most of Canada, I would guess, at this yeah, point. Yeah, basically. It's um, getting they even have it so in New Lisker. You can get Lug yeah, Tread in New Lisker now. It's pretty yeah, crazy. They've ba- Bose has been going on a large expansion spree. So I would say Bose is probably one of the larger brewer- uh, craft breweries in the country at the moment. Uh, probably will continue to be... Um, for someone entering, if you're if you're not a huge fan of craft beer and you're just listening to this mainly for the wrestling, maybe grab Lug Tread. Give Lug Tread a, a try good, for sure. Try it's, it's a, a good, of the other stuff. Um, good, yeah. a good uh, gateway craft beer yeah, is what you'd say. Good, yeah, exactly. You start appreciating a little bit more. Good messages. They're doing lots of good stuff in the brewing industry. Um, and you can find ways into uh, some of their stuff. Just is very approachable. Just yeah, remember, for sure, for sure. It's a good way to get into a lot of other craft beer. So yeah, uh, I'd say please follow us on yeah. um, our Twitter, which is at uh, Hops and Drops, um, no spaces or anything. Uh, we haven't been posting too much lately. We've been on uh, season break, on winter break. Um, yeah. We're posting a lot more going forward. It's because follow our, our Facebook. Yeah, yeah, we had a bunch of stuff going on. And well, I mean, also we are privileged to uh, have a very understanding um, higher ups in which they believe very strongly in giving people the um, the holidays they need. Well, yeah, that's, that's um, our bosses, to, you know, like, yeah. listen, your art is the most important thing. Don't release it unless you feel proud of it. Well, it's not just that. It's like the idea that um, holidays are important and time off is important uh, as it adds to a, a stronger mental health. Absolutely. Um, exactly. Just call out to the CEOs of our company here. So. Make sure you like us on Facebook, um, at Hops and Elbow Drops. Uh, if you could rate and review our podcast on iTunes, that would be absolutely fantastic. That helps us so much. Um, like like our tracks on SoundCloud. Follow us on SoundCloud. That's also super helpful. Um, yeah, and you just tell you tell your friends about us. Spread out the word. We don't spend money on advertising, so every every person you tell about us is a huge help. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're so glad to be back and talking about one of the best matches in wrestling history. Uh, from Alex and Sean. Uh, Thank you so much. We love you all. Love you.